The week of Devin Booker continues as the Sun Star becomes the cover athlete for NBA 2K23, the most beautiful cover for that video game that I've ever seen in my life. So we will keep Booker Week rolling here as well. Aaron Edwards is here for his weekly stop by, and we'll talk about free agency. What is actually left for the Phoenix Suns? Let's go, Locked on Suns. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past five seasons and a writer at Suns.com and Dime Magazine. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen today and every day. Gonna have a bonus show for you to close out the week tomorrow. As long as news keeps coming, I'm waiting on this DeAndre Ayton thing to drop. So if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, go ahead and hit follow or subscribe to make sure that I'm in your feed every single day. And if you're finding us on YouTube, welcome. Uh, That's the best way to support the show. So thank you for finding us. Hit subscribe down below. Drop me a comment telling me your... Well, we're going to rank... This is going to be like the, the, the geekiest question that I ever ask. So I'll tell you to drop the comment later on in the show in terms of your ranking. But Aaron Edwards is here. He is uh, stopping by for his weekly visit. And Aaron, um, I, I, you just got done on the PHNX Sun show, and I, I kind of, I wasn't fully truthful with you <laughs> asking you how it was, because I did watch a little bit. <laughs> but but how, how is your day? How is your week? How are you enjoying the summer? It's been good. Uh, it's been a more chill summer with the NBA season over, so I get to pretty much do whatever I want. Went up to the cabin last weekend, had a good time, and yeah, it's just been a really chill week not having to worry. Well, won't say worry about the NBA. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on. Have you not been worrying? Because all I've been doing is worrying. <laughs> but this is probably the most I've worried in a non-NBA season. How many times have you – let me ask it this way. What's the craziest thing you've done during this week trying to like reverse jinx the KD thing into happening? Like, did you intentionally take a nap or like drink a little too? Like, did you do something to be like, okay, if I'm out of commission, then it'll happen. Then I'll be good to go. Like, I feel like I've checked my phone 300 times and intentionally I'll be like all right I won't look for 15 minutes then when I when I unlock it again the news will have broken I went canoeing on Saturday I think it was Saturday or Sunday I went canoeing and I was like by the time I finish canoeing on the lake and I get back to my phone like it'll be done like it'll be somewhere and it'll all be over and then I didn't even have service when I got back and then once we got down the mountain a little bit I was like the messages started coming in and then it still didn't happen (laughs) it's been a week it doesn't even make sense to me that it has been an entire week at this point I fully thought it was going to happen by Monday and now it's Thursday so we won't spend too much time on KD but I wanted to get to the PHNX show that you did Um, so I think you and I have talked about this before maybe it was on Twitter I don't remember but you are not a beer guy and they put you in the position of having to pretend to like beer (laughs) Right at the beginning, I tuned in because I saw the tweets come through. I was like, oh, let me check this out. I'll put it on while I'm working. And then they're like, Four Peaks, because obviously they have a cool new partnership. And they're like, 
Aaron, what's your favorite beer? You're a beer guy, right? And you played it cool, but <laughs> I know you were lying. Yeah, I was just like, all right, um, they're paying them to do this, so I can't really shit on beer right now. You're a guest, and you can't come on and be like, it's kind of mid. I'm not the biggest <laughs> yeah. fan. Yeah, But I, I did as best I could. College Aaron spoke up for beer for a little bit. Was College Aaron drinking uh, Four Peaks quality beer, though? No, uh, Aaron was in college was drinking whatever was in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. The amount of... So I worked at... Uh, they don't exist anymore, so I guess I can plug them and not expect uh, advertising money. Alamo Draft House, I don't know if you've been there. Yes. <laughs> out in Tempe. It still exists, new name, whatever, new company. I worked there for a little while, and the amount of college kids that would come in, and when I first started, I saw that we had Natty Lights on the menu, and I was like, what kind of establishment are we trying to run serving this on like a legitimate <laughs> menu at a restaurant? Then I was proven wrong like day one because we would show these horror movies and just like trash stuff at like 10, 11 at night. <laughs> and the amount of kids that would come in and order three, four of those things at a time, <laughs> I, the, the, the question was like I had no concerns. In fact, I endorsed it 100% because they didn't tip well, but at least they ran <laughs> up their bill. Uh, so I, I feel you. Yeah, I was not, I was not a connoisseur of... Uh, Four Peaks quality stuff when I was 18, 19, 20. Not that I was drinking at all, of course. Yeah, but, you know. Of course not. Yeah. Okay, the other thing that I have to needle you about a little bit on this PHNX thing, and this is not your fault at all, but I'm going to put it up for our YouTube viewers and for you to see. The way that they had this mic... Oh, my So, <laughs> so here's, here's you. Just why is the mic in front of your face? And then you and Espo, Espo's telling this delightful story about book and the, what he means to the community, which we're going to talk about in a second. And they have this thing in front of your face. What in the world happened there? I kept trying to push it down the entire time. And then I would like push it down and it would just slowly raise back up. <laughs> and I was just like, I guess I'm doing the show like this. It was so weird. <laughs> What's hilarious, again, to look at the one with Espo, his mic is like perfectly positioned, like a professional <laughs> Like somebody from ESPN or TNT came and installed that for him. And it feels like they, they just set you up in a bad way. They, they put you in position to fail. I, I feel bad. I'll handle the mic situation next time. But it was like irking me like the entire time. And every once in a while, like when they took me off camera, I would pull it back down and then it would just raise up slowly. And it was just annoying me. It's tough. It's one of the only good things about uh, a setup like this, which is about <laughs> as DIY as it comes, and the tech is nowhere near the quality of theirs. However, um, webcam and microphone that you can't see, so uh, I, I just I couldn't help but laugh. But let's get to book. So I guess <clears throat> I guess the theme of this show might actually be uh, this segment, at least, just to just to throw things in your face. I feel like, so book signed the Supermax, four years, 210 plus million. We don't know exactly what it'll be until the the cap gets figured out like three years from now, but a ton of money in place for six seasons now, age 31. We'll talk about a lot more of that throughout the show, but um, I heard it again on, on that show and I've heard it when, when we're talking about him before. I have to understand, so... There have been times when you talk about book, and I just feel like this is the ultimate test of Suns fandom here, and I can't tell if it's just that it's such like a formality for you at this point that of course you like him, love him, root for him, care deeply about him as one of your own children, or 
if it is just that you don't actually care as much and you're just trying to get away with that. Because, like, there have been times when you're like, of course I love book, but it's like, I could go for 10 minutes and, like, get weepy by the end of it talking about this dude. And when it's you, it's kind of like, yeah, 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 of course. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like you have to show your book card right now. And I, I'm just putting you on the spot for it. <laughs> no, I love book. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I just, it's tough. Like, especially for a dude like him, he played for some really bad teams. And I've kind of zoned out for a lot of the beginning parts. So I didn't really have the love of this young dude that grew up in front of my eyes like i was just like as long as sarver is going to keep building teams like this he doesn't deserve my time <laughs> so like those beginning parts like before he became book like i was just like oh yeah that kid looks like he's gonna be pretty good but now like the fact that he's i'm in the part where he stayed when he didn't have to and he could have bailed and he still stayed loyal and now he's like reaping the benefits of it that's the dude I'm proud of. Like, I don't really know like this young puppy dude. I know the dude that could have left and didn't. That's totally fair. I, I am, uh, I don't know. I was going to say I'm younger than most Suns fans, but I also feel like I'm, uh, judging from the internet. Sometimes I feel like I'm 30 years older than most Suns fans. (laughs) So neither here nor there. My point is I was not plugged in, um, solely to Suns games in those early days either. I'm not going to pretend to have watched like his debut in, in depth or any of that stuff. I definitely feel like everything turned for me when he scored 70 that, that night. I I won't forget. Like I was still plugged in enough at that point to be like, you know, followed people on Twitter. I'm, I'm up on what is happening night to night, even if I'm not watching like I do now. And that game, I tuned in and then, I mean, nobody could have watched that and felt like, I think the, I think that's obviously also sort of like the inception point of when Suns fans had to go to bat so hard for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody wanted to invalidate that. And it's like, obviously, we all get Earl Watson started throwing fouls around and, and getting him to the free throw line and all that stuff. But you can't do that in the NBA and not have something special going on. So I've always understood why Suns fans defend that so hard. It's like, if it was so, such a tiny achievement, then why on earth have, do we not see it like every week? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> we all knew that night, like, holy crap, this is this is different than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, like regular people don't score 70. And he did it in a bunch of different ways too. And that was like, it, did, it wasn't like eye-opening because I'd saw him get a couple buckets before that. But then when he did that, I was like, oh, like, he thinks, like, he wants to be more than this. Like, it was one of those songs where you kind of knew what he wanted at that point, and he wanted to be way more than just some dude that got buckets on bad teams. Absolutely. Let's keep it going. I want to talk about, I want to get your thoughts on, like, what makes him so different and unique, because it's just this thing about him that's, like, kind of hard to put into words. I've been trying to myself, but... Uh, I want to hear what you think. First, guys, today's show brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models across all of these car companies. And there's a commercial and they're doing redesigns and they're doing this trim package and everything else. It's impossible to keep up with what your car even needs to keep going, but it's also incredibly worse to walk into a chain auto parts store or heaven forbid a car dealership and expect to get what you need in a timely fashion for a good price. So save time and money and switch to Rock Auto can save 30, 50, even 100% on the same parts. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from your average chain store. 
and just 216 from Rock Auto. So that's about 50%. And we all know each dollar makes a big difference. You don't, I mean, we've all gone to the, the dealership and, and then you come back with a thousand dollars less in your bank account. So use the small stuff, use the small stuff, use Rock Auto for the small stuff, get what you need, get it fast, get it to your door, go explore their easy to use website. That's rockauto.com to find the solution to your auto parts needs and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you make your purchase right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Aaron, so this is the ranking that I was saying was uh, was a, a geeky thing for me to say, but I don't know how better to put it. Has there ever been a Suns player just as like, effortlessly cool as Devin Booker? Like, has there ever been a dude on this team where you were just like, he has something different to him? Because I was thinking back and there just aren't a lot. Like, Steve Nash was nobody's idea of cool. So (laughs) do you get where I'm coming from? I think that's a big part of this. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, we didn't really have many players that were mentioned in rap songs for like a long time. I guess like Nash was, but like, he wouldn't was, show wait, up. hold on. Steve Nash was mentioned in a rap song? He's been, I'm sure Wayne or somebody's mentioned it. Steve Nash got mentioned a couple times. Well, but like, it was up. different. It was like, you knew Steve Nash wouldn't show up at like the video and be looking cool in it. Like, Devin Booger seems like he knows he deserves to be wherever he is. Like, that's like the best way I can put it. Like, every room he's in, he fits in. Like, whether it's a Kardashian house or like a Drake video or like something like that. Like, he just always seems like he's just there vibing and he deserves to be there. And we just really haven't had a player like that. No. Um, I mean, like the best I could come up with, the guy who I guess was closest, and I know there's baggage attached to this one, so forgive me, but at the time, Kevin Johnson, I guess, would be like <laughs> stylistically, he had, a, he had a thing about him on the court that was really cool. He was tiny. He... Brought a lot of he had that same thing where like guys came to want to play with him. I've seen yeah. him getting thrown around with this KD stuff, like, oh yeah, you know, Marley wanted to come, Chuck wanted to come because of KJ. Um, we'll set aside what's happened since. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, former mayor and uh, a bunch of other things, but that's the closest I could come to. But to your point about Steve Nash, so I found this. There's a, a top 10 complex magazine did a top 10 Steve Nash references. There is a Lil Wayne one. Um in the song, I Just Died in Your Arms, which I feel like must be from one of his tapes. I don't recognize the name of that song at all. There's oh a little B one. Schoolboy Q did it. Gucci Mane did it. Uh, Wale did it. Young Thug has one. But this, uh, I think, graphic shows exactly why Steve Nash is not cool. And it actually <laughs> reinforces it, even though it is a rap lyric. Here we go. Ready? They calling me Samurai the way I chopped the top, Steve Nash, I passed the rock. But this <laughs> this picture of him, and again, sorry to the listener audience, but uh, he's not even, like, I don't, these jerseys suck, and he's doing a so fake move behind the back pass. Um, I mean, we can ju- he's white. It's it's part of the issue there. I understand yeah. that. But, it seems uh, toward the end of the Nash era, too. Like, it was bad yeah. jerseys. His back was probably mushed by then. <laughs> and he was ready to be a Laker, I guess. Your back being mushed does make it harder to be cool. <laughs> I had this question, too, for you on this topic. Because I was also, I did this yesterday, too, a little bit. And I went through more of the Valley sports history. But one guy I didn't mention was Kyler Murray. 
you know, before this, it was like Barkley, Nash, like any of those Diamondbacks players. None of those guys are really that cool. Um, Diana Taurasi, like, I don't know. She's cool in her own way, but like never like flashy, I guess. Yeah. I, she's probably Book the closest. Really flashy either though, like. Book? Yeah. Yeah, that's he true. Cars, like he's not he, up there. He's not Zion or something. Yeah, right? he's like Midwest flashy. Like I guess like, he just wears the baggiest stuff and shows up in cool cars. But I wouldn't call him flashy. <laughs> no, that's fair. Flashy off the floor, I guess more so. Yeah. Um, unique, I guess, is more so what I'm going for. Like he just is one of one off the yeah. floor and honestly on the floor too. At, at least in his era, he's like you, you have to go back 20 years to find a player who you who he reminds you of. And that's kind of unique too. But I what I was going to say, part, yeah, no, go I ahead. Think the big part is like, he's been 40 since he was 23. So I think that's, like, that's where it all comes from. Like he just seems like he's been an old man since we got him. Absolutely. Kyler is the guy that I was going to get to. Um, Cause I used to, I did these shows for a while where I was like, we have these two young stars. Like once a year I would bring a Cardinals person on. We would talk about it. Book just shot past Kyler. I don't think Valley sports fans have the best relationship with Kyler. Whole can of worms for a different day. Um, don't love how that stuff got talked about, but that's not my show to do. Um, the Booker thing to me is is just far outpaced Kyler. Maybe it evens up eventually, but the fact that Booker remains like the most exciting, most fans for him type of dude in this entire city with... Like, Kyler botched this, is my point. Yeah, like, it's easy to be loved out here. It was all set up for Kyler to come in, and, and in three years, he's pissed the entire city off. <laughs> and somehow, he's, like, the quietest, least cool person that I've ever rooted for. And on the field, obviously, he's amazing, but I I don't know. It was right there for him, and Book just yeah. seized it completely. Yeah, it's like how um, dudes, like, wash out in Philly, like Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons, like... Philly is really easy to be loved in. And like, it just seems like it has to be way easier out here. And Kyler just didn't nail it. Like we're not as ornery as Philly people and we love you pretty easily out here. And it just seems really hard to be hated as an athlete in Arizona. It is. If you just look at how boring most of the people that I've been forced to root for in this (laughs) dang city for my entire life are, you get why Booker is so beloved because he's yeah. like the the threshold was low. He cleared it and then some, but this is not exactly like he's not bumping elbows with like Allen Iverson or Michael Vick out here. Like yeah. he is, uh, he's not in the best company. It's part of why I think it's so insane that Kyler Murray, who was like the most exciting college football player in the history of that sport came in and everybody soured on him in an instant. Um, but let me ask you this question. Uh, a couple more on book Supermax. So again, this deal will take him through age 31 and he's already, I think he's already, I did this earlier in the off season and I look back at it. Dwight Powell was on this list, which is insane, but I think he's already top 10 in continuity and for one franchise in the NBA, which is more a testament to the NBA than, than book. But yeah. if he were to, to, to carry this contract out, it would be a pretty big thing, something that a lot of people said would never happen again in the NBA when LeBron and KD started switching teams. So that's my question. Do you think Book's, Book finishes this deal in Phoenix? If you just had to throw a guess out there now, do you think that he's here the next six seasons and, and basically signs another deal after that? 
Yeah, I think he's going to retire at son. It just seems like it's all lined up to do that. Like, he's going to be part of a third era of this team once Chris Ball retires, and he's left with whoever. And I'm sure, like, just the thought of building your own squad and pushing him again, it's just – he just sees one of those old souls that is down to do that and not really do it somewhere else. He just – his personality just tells me that he would want to do it in Phoenix again. Just to play devil's advocate, I do feel like if he doesn't win a title during these six years and he gets toward the end of this and doesn't feel like he has a great chance at one, maybe it's not at 31. Maybe it'd be a little bit later than that because I think his game, I mean, again, you were talking about him being 40 since he's 20. He's also played like he's 40 since he's 20. So I don't think he's going to be anywhere near retirement at the end of this contract. So maybe it's not right away, but... I think he wants to win a championship. Like you just that that gif that we've all seen a hundred times of him saying damn at the yeah. end of game six last year. Like you could that told you everything you needed to know. This guy wants to win at least one. And if that doesn't happen in Phoenix, I don't think anyone would necessarily fault him for trying yeah. to get it done somewhere else. But that's the one thing I could think of. Yeah. But I think at this point, like he knows dudes are down to come here and play with him. And that's a big starting point if you were able to get Chris Paul and KD back to back to want to play with you in Phoenix. Yeah. Are we going to become the people who are just like the, the Jersey photoshops and like dropping hints that every single star is coming to Phoenix. Like Lakers fans were for a while there. Is that just going to be us soon? (laughs) I mean, we still have a little hint of fear every time something like this happens and we have like missed out on stuff. Like we could have, like we always talk about how we could have Rondo or Kyrie and like all that stuff. And I just think like there's a hint of like realism for us. Like Laker fans are going to throw out an eighth grader who they think is going to be amazing <laughs> and put him in a Laker jersey. And we're just more realistic. That's fair. That's fair. But I do think you're right. I do think um, I think Book's going to move around the league now with that certain degree of confidence that the way he holds himself, the way that he's improved, the way that he's turned this helped turn this franchise around, it's a lot different than when he got here. And that's a testament to him. And I just like that part of it is insane. I, I don't think, yeah. I think that's the part when, when people online, Suns fans and whatever go crazy and then they all get made fun of and whatever it, that I don't think people outside of Phoenix get is like, I think people see it. And that's why it made people so mad. I think that, the narrative became like, oh, Chris Paul turned everything around, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you're not respecting the dude who came here when the entire franchise was in shambles and <laughs> stuck it out and, like you said, wanted to stay. And I just think he's golden here. And that's why I think if he did eventually leave when he's, you know, 33, 34, whatever it is, to try to go win a championship like Bosch or whoever you want to point to that came out of a, 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 a bad situation earlier in their career, I don't think anybody would would really fault him for that. But yeah, I think but, a book that wins a championship, even with like somebody like KD doesn't get finals MVP, but a championship Devin Booker is the greatest son of all time, whether he's the finals MVP or not. He could just <laughs> keep doing this for like three more years. And I probably would already be ready to do that. Like I know Nash <laughs> won the MVPs, but like, I don't, book, yeah, I don't mean greatest son. I mean like greatest Arizona athlete. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think he would easily just surpass everybody. And this is from a Larry Fitzgerald lover. I just think, a book with a championship, no matter how way he got it or how he played in it, if he gets a ring, then he's the greatest Arizona. 
We might have to do this at a later date. I know you're not necessarily a Cardinals fan, but uh, Larry Fitzgerald is a super boring guy to root for. I'll tell you that <laughs> whole thing a different day. I'll unveil my take maybe in like August when we don't have anything to talk about. But uh, never really fell for it the, the way that I think I was supposed to as a Cardinals fan. Um, I, I like I, – I bleed red. Everybody bleeds red. That's not unique to the you're Cardinals. But you get what I mean. He is not cool in that way. So, uh, But uh, conversation for a different day. Let's get to free agency – Who's left? Do the Suns need to get more players on this roster? Um, trades? We'll talk about how they can get this thing built up around KD if he does come or otherwise. First, today's show, guys, brought to you as well by Built Bar. Uh, when when Built Bar released the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar a couple years ago, um, it basically turned built or it, it turned locked on into a cult. Like we literally messaged each other about how much we enjoyed these little protein bars and it got kind of weird there they have unveiled the coconut brownie chunk built bar puff now which turns probably their most beloved flavor ever into the marshmallowy soft gooey delicious puff bar that everybody loves as well still low calorie low sugar high protein and of course delicious but even more gooey even easier to eat and even more delicious all built bars made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something good that tastes good and is good for you with the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. And of course, the best part is they all taste amazing. So whether it's a snack, whether it's pre or post-workout, get yours right now. Built.com to order your Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff today. Go to Built.com again, Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order as well. So if you've never placed an order before, now is the perfect time. And you can use the code Lock 15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, Booker talk behind us, although I'm sure uh, it never really ends, Aaron. Free agency. So just to kind of set the stage right now, the Suns have 13 players on the roster. They haven't officially signed Ish Wainwright, but I feel like people are mostly assuming he comes back, although we were assuming that with Ife Lundberg, and that didn't happen. Um... So let me just start there. Like, we don't know what the number of players going back and forth in the KD deal would be, but let's say it's even. Let's say they they take like one of the end of the bench guys from the Nets, and let's just say it's it's two for two or three for three or whatever it ends up being, and they they end up with thirteen guys plus Ish Wainwright. They they bring back Ish. Would that be enough for you? Would you feel good about? moving into next season with what they have. We don't know who will be in the trade, obviously, but let's just say it's Aiton and McHale. Would that feel all right with you, or do you think there's other moves that need to happen to get this roster where it should be? Um, I would. I was hoping there would be more moves. I just don't think getting – I think KD in getting him is going to cost a lot, not as much as Nets think that they can get. You don't but... think they're going to get Cat, Ant, and four <laughs> picks like they wanted? Yeah. But I think, like, we would have to give up so it's still a lot to even be able to fill in the rest because I still want Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. And I just don't think we could pull off KD losing what we're going to lose and still getting something like that. It's kind of hilarious to me. That was, like, one of the most viral tweets I've ever had was just asking if people would want Jordan Clarkson. And I think <laughs> it just speaks to how uh, depleted of – 
shot getters, bucket getters that this roster has been for a little while. It just was like, anybody that can score, please, please, please. And I got like a thousand likes on that. I just made it up. It's not even like it was a rumor. I was just like, what about this one? But yeah, I would just live for Clarkson Booker, a second unit lineup. Like it just seems fun to me. And then KD can do his own thing in the third. Like I just like the outline of a lineup like that, but I just don't know how possible it is. Well, let me ask you this then. So along those lines, a Clarkson type of player somewhat is Dennis Schroeder. And he's probably the best free agent available that isn't like obviously James Harden and DeAndre Ayton are technically available. (laughs) Do you, I kind of have like a little bit of an idea that he might be waiting for this whole thing to play out. We know he had a really close relationship with Chris Paul in Oklahoma City. Would that interest you? Do you feel like there's still something there? I, th- I don't even think the guy's 30 yet, but he gets talked about like like it's over for him. I think I think that I would like it. I'll say that. I would like it. He's a good defender, and he can get to the line. Like It's yeah. weird how well he gets to the line, but he's down to go to the line, and I just like that about him. At least against us, he did a really good job getting to the line, and well, our second unit just in general, well, our team in general, couldn't get to the line in our second unit, especially. And we just, I just don't think we're getting uh, last year's playoff campaign back. No, <laughs> no I, don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, people know he, he can't really go right. And I mean, Schroeder can't go the other way. So it's just, true. <laughs> we're just going to have a very specific hand at backcourt for the next couple. I guess I just trust Schroeder a little bit more to, provide value in other ways. Like I think he has more of a track record of being a good enough three point shooter. Like he's kind of up and down. He's one of those guys where every other season it's 35, then 32, then 34, then 29%. But it's enough where I think he'll make open threes. And I don't necessarily feel like it'll just fall out from underneath of him the way that it did with pain. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's just like me talking myself into it, but he just comes across to me like a guy who he can be out there in the playoffs and I'm not going to be like anxious the entire time. Like, is he going to, is he going to win every time, win the minutes every time he's out there? Is he going to be out there in crunch time of a game seven? Maybe not. But like, I think he could play 20 minutes a game in the regular season and 10 in the playoffs and like everything will be fine, which is more than you could say for like pain and Shamit come the end of that series. Yeah. I feel like you would like not notice him in a good way in a big playoff game. And I feel like you specifically noticed campaign whenever he was on the court in a very bad way. So we won't get into the Miles Turner stuff. We've talked about Turner quite a bit, especially yeah. you and I, because I know you were you were high on that option early on in all of this, and that's the latest rumor from Gambo. We don't know if it'll happen or not. Um, I don't I think about any- this on uh, Phoenix Sports, and it was just like. We went from being like, oh, yeah, we can put something together around Miles Bridges and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and we can put something together with that team. And now I said it earlier, and now KD is an option, and I guess we just all dreamed a little smaller before. And it's just wild that we're kind of just using him as a piece in all of this and not just as a guy to be on our team. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most interesting part of it to me is – would that Turner deal, if it happened, would it be that Turner goes to the Brooklyn Nets? Or would it... I think he's a really awesome fit with Ben Simmons. I will say that. So I don't think that would suck. But he's not like an exciting centerpiece of a trade, obviously. No, no one has 
seem to be interested in him while he's dealt with the health stuff the past few years. So would he be going to Brooklyn? Would he be staying here and playing with KD and Book and, and those guys? And if that happened, then what the heck are the Nets going to get back? So it's kind of why I'm like, I don't know what else there is to say. It just opens up more questions than answers. But I was going to ask you on the trade note, do you have you thought about this at all? I know you mentioned Jordan Clarkson. Maybe that's your answer. Do you have a favorite Crowder or Shamit trade? Anybody around the league that you've just kind of like heard is available that you think like, okay, he, he would probably fit if Katie's here really well on the next version of the Suns? Yeah, it's definitely Jordan Clarkson. I've been wanting him on our team for a while. I liked him when he was on the Lakers. And he just found a really good spot as a really good six man. And he wasn't a very good starting point guard, but those are like the baby Lakers. But I just think the type of squad he was on, he had a really good coach too. And I just think that he would be a really good piece to have. Yeah, I think he's gotten underrated. Like I think he's like, since he's such like a goofy dude off the floor (laughs) and because he just gets buckets and kind of probably got a little bit overpaid at first, I don't think people realize that he was, he at least wasn't the biggest problem with Utah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think he can survive in the playoffs enough, and I trust his offense. I think he's become a way better decision maker. He's not just like this black hole like some of those guys are. So, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with the Jazz. I don't think anybody does, as uh, as we've all been laughing about with Wendy's <laughs> meme all week. But he would be awesome. Um, I, I'm kind of with you, though. Like, if they don't have to give up Cam Johnson – in the KD trade, if, if maybe it is just Mikhail or I don't know, you know, maybe it's just DA and they keep Mikhail. I'm not sure. If they can keep one of those two twins and KD's here, they got Josh Okoge. Like, I think they're pretty well balanced across the roster at this point. I think they, I would like to just get a little bit more talent if I'm the Suns, but I don't yeah. feel like there's this glaring hole outside of, yeah, one more one more guard who can get a shot who you trust a little bit more than Payne. But I also wonder like, okay, could Katie just sort of be that in a way? And you wait till the deadline, you know? Yeah. I just think in the sense of Chris Paul's definitely playing less minutes this year. And I just think if you're going to have a guard like him playing less minutes, then you're going to have to get another tempo dude, like another dude that plays to the tempo that book would definitely probably want more to run the second unit. And that way you can stagger minutes a lot easier, especially with wanting to, uh, wanting Chris Paul to sit as much as I think he really is going to sit this year. Uh, we, uh, we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. I hope that Monty and him are having some long, honest conversations out by the lake fishing <laughs> in Texas where Monty's summer home is. And, uh, just being, being, uh, having some heart-to-hearts about, hey, you can't play 40 minutes and uh, you're, you're about to be 40 years old, so maybe maybe chill. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I, I think Schroeder would be one sort of option there if they're not able to trade for a better guy. Um, I haven't given up on Landry Shamit fully. I feel like if he could just be on the same team two years in a row, I would be interested to see what that could do for him because he's never even gotten to do that in his career, but... Yeah, I mean, I think the deadline will have options, buyouts. This this team will become a destination if the KD thing does happen, and uh, there will there will be plenty there. We just kind of have to. It's again a little bit hard to know until we know exactly what's being sent out for Durant at the time. But that'll do it for the week, guys. 
Again, bonus episode or final episode of the week coming tomorrow. If the news keeps flowing in, maybe we will have an Aiton resolution by then. Maybe there will be more about Durant rather than just people lying to us that he's staying with the Nets. Who is to say? But I'll be here for it every step of the way. Big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen today and every day. Now go make Locked On NBA your second listen to catch up on the first night of Summer League around the association.